right, we welcome in the uh, Yankee general manager here a little after two. Yankees rained out today. They've played a little more than a quarter of their season. They've played 44 games, and it's been a very, very good 44 games as they uh, lead the division and have played over 600 baseball. It's also Hope Week, uh, which allows the Yankees to do a lot of charity stuff with a lot of different uh, kind of charities and uh, allowed cash cash to... to, uh, Dress up as Spider-Man, which, uh, you know, since he likes to climb up the side of buildings and stuff, I think he's kind of got a little superhero thing going anyway because he likes to, you know, do that stuff like the elf stuff along the side of the building and all that other things. So, yeah, you probably like that, huh? Yeah, I, well, I, I like Spider-Man better than the elf outfit, you know, but, uh, but either way, it's fun. And it was a great day today with the, uh, you know, uh, today's Hope Week um, initiative was a moment of magic, uh, which was uh, created by Kylie McGrain and and Maggie McAndrew. So it was something that they uh, they go they dress up as princesses and you know childhood heroes and go to hospitals to visit uh, kids with cancer. And very it's nice, been very impactful. And so today was a, a great day for all of us to dress up the way we did and just participate and shine a light on what they do. Very nice. And you've done some you guys have done a nice job with that. And you hit a lot of different charities, a lot of things that a lot of uh, shine a light on some stories of people who do some extraordinary things. Uh, so that's part of the Yankee season, and it has been a very good uh, quarter of the season so far, so uh, I know you don't want to take a bow a quarter in, but it has been uh, very much uh, your design. This is what you could have hoped for. It's been a very good season so far. Yeah, we're we're pleased, obviously, and you have to be. And uh, instead, we haven't even had you know, like most clubs, you don't. We're not even firing on all cylinders because we haven't had you know the production out of the first base position or really the cast of characters producing either there or at the catching position because we lost uh, Gary for a while and. So, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, sitting here in first place and getting such great production from from a lot of people all over the roster, uh, uh, you know, from the bullpen to some of the guys in the rotation to the position players, it's been it's been a, a fun team to watch. They're really exciting, and I know our fan base is energized by it. You know, you a couple of years ago, you uh, talked about how you wanted to get younger. Uh, the game was changing. You wanted to get younger, be more versatile, more athletic. All the things that you've gone out and clearly done. One thing sitting there last night I I thought about was as this very impressive group of guys become the new core, and we're talking about Judge and Sanchez and uh, you're having a great year from Castro. We hear about uh, Torres, who we'll get to in a minute. There's a lot of right-handed power here, and other than Bird, not a lot of natural Yankee left-handed power, and that's something, does it worry you at all? Now, listen, you've got a lot of good players here, but does it worry you not to have more of a left-handed focus on your power in look, looking forward with your core guys? No, I mean, uh, I won't say it's a complete shift in, in philosophy because uh, you know, I grew up under Gene Michael, who taught me about the big left-handed hairy monsters I always referred to that would take advantage of our home field uh, and the 81 dates we play here. And uh, but with the the change in in the uh, the game with the shifts, you know, it it's now at times a disadvantage because unless you're sticking it in the seats, there's less uh, less fair territory to play with from our hitters. So we've just kind of gravitated to who, whoever you know is the best available player via trade or free agent sign and if it happens to be right-handed don't run from it you know uh, and so you know whether it was the trade we made at the summertime you know which netted us a Frazier or a Gliber Torres which are future guys or if it's in the draft whether it was a judge you know that we selected or or internationally when we signed a Gary Sanchez all right-handed it just happened to be the best player that we felt projected to have the highest ceiling 
And it's just kind of played out that way. Clearly, you're going to need balance regardless. That's why getting Bird back is going to be important for us sooner than later. But we just got to wait for when he's ready. But but you know, our ballpark plays for righties and lefties regardless. And and uh, and so that's just kind of how the the dominoes fell a little bit. All right, Bird. Let's talk about the injuries first. Uh, Bird, where is he? You know he's uh you know I think he's progressing. Uh, we didn't want to do anything until he was pain free, and so now we started hitting off of a, a tee, and obviously it escalates the batting practice, and then essentially we're going to send him down to Tampa to get going and and uh, you know start facing some live pitching. At, you know probably at the end of this home stand, you know, he'll go to Tampa and you know take at least a week, I'm sure of of getting up to from BP to you know inter squad games, and then we'll send him on a rehab assignment. And uh, so you're probably, if I had to guess, you're still two weeks away from actually potentially plugging plugging them into this lineup but uh we just want to make sure we take the right steps as we we go through this and i think you know this bone bruise which can linger for a long time is something that's been a problem and and hopefully we've taken the steps necessary finally to to allow him to to get it behind him and because he's a great hitter you know he's one of our better ones when when everything's right do you do you make that in your mind can you think can you come across with the with the excuse not excuse but the idea that that's the reason why a guy who was probably the hottest hitter in all of baseball in the spring had such a unbelievable slump to start the season i think it was a, probably a combination of factors uh, i think that you know the you know he found the ball off his leg uh, in Clearwater, uh, and he was obviously flying high with performance. And then next thing you know, uh, I think we reacted as well as he did to well, it's a bone bruise. There's nothing broken, so when you feel ready and up to it, and you know, but it, it was affecting. I'm sure in the end, when the dust settles, his mechanics, and, and next thing you know, the performance went south. Uh, he's starting to force it, and one thing you know works off the other. Gotcha. So I think. But you think that was the linchpin? You think the injury was the linchpin? Yeah, it's what we got to believe. Okay. I mean, he's, he, he's he's always done. He's always been a hitter from start to finish, and the only thing that's taken him off the field was that shoulder surgery, and then and now you know at least we know that there was an episode that it's tagged to you know when all of a sudden the gotcha. collapse hit. So it's got to be it's got to be something it's we can fair. hang our hand on. It's fair. He's been too good. I agree with that. Uh, Chapman, where's he? Uh, he's going to see the doctor this weekend and and uh, and hopefully get cleared to start you know uh, the throwing program. Um, you know, he, so he's approaching his two weeks of where we stated publicly he wouldn't do any anything for 14 days, and then after that we get him going. So once the doctor, who uh, I think he'll be seeing this weekend, clears him, then then he'll hopefully be allowed to test it and start a throwing program. And and if that is no issue, then you know probably because it's easier as you know as a reliever, it won't take as long as it would be to right. stretch out a starter. So hopefully, two weeks thereafter, you know we can you know start seeing uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. It'd be nice to get him back. Uh, but Dylan's been great, obviously in his absence. He has been wonderful, and obviously you'd like to have both of them. But he has been. Ha- is it fair to say? Uh, did you have any work to do? Do you have work to do to mend the fence with, with whatever went on with him with the whole? nastiness around the arbitration is he uh okay with where he is in the organization does he hold a grudge what where where is he right now yeah i can't really speak for him uh, on that issue i know that hey there's obviously there's the business of, of com- competition on the field and obviously there's the business of baseball in the winter time and and i don't think anybody likes the process of arbitration that's why we do everything we can to stay out of it and you know, as far as we're concerned, when we get into that arena, uh, we're dragged there uh, for for a reason. And so, you know, we found ourselves, you know, in there for the first time, I think, since off the top of my head, I don't know, it was Chiming Wong or something like that. And, right. And uh, before that, it was Mariano. And so we're not there much, but when we are there, we, um, you know, we 
obviously you have to do what everybody has to do and compete, you know, to to, to win. So at the end of the day, that that's water under the bridge as far as under the bridge as far as we're concerned. Um, and you know, Dellon's a professional. He's been a great Yankee from day one when we drafted and selected him and developed him, and and he's been he's awesome off off the field and on the field and you know so we're lucky to have him and uh so hopefully again that's water under the bridge but i i don't want to speak for dylan all right um tanaka what do you see what are you worried about what are you thinking uh well i mean i do see what everybody else sees uh someone that is uncharacteristic uncharacteristically not performing anywhere close to his capabilities um we've done the csi the bronx on him trying to figure out why you know from the analytics uh uh, to the biomechanics, to you know, obviously uh, the pitching coaches' contributions, and um, and everything's you know checking out, uh, you know, outside of a acknowledgement that his splitter is not splitting, and his command of his baseball fastball has not been anywhere as near as normal as it could can be. So he's off, uh, but I can't tell you why. Uh, we don't believe it's an injury-related issue. If we thought it was, we would obviously start doing some diagnostic testing but you know from so he's not from, any pain or any duress no, or anything like that okay no and it doesn't appear to be anything that shows up on the analytics side of it uh, he's just performing you know uh, well below his capabilities which is unusual because you know we're not used to seeing that and but it's also not you know uh, something that doesn't happen in this tough sport of baseball so you know listen, listen we're all you know collectively that's why we have all these departments from performance science to strength and conditioning to obviously field coaches to athletic trainers and analytics to all be there to support you know you know the the athlete when you know when they're going good as well as when they're going bad so we're just pulled together trying to to assist and contribute in any way shape we form in any way shape or form so we can you know get him back on track sooner than later he's a competitor uh so you know yesterday he was I mean, he was supposed to go today now he's pushed back to tomorrow and hopefully tomorrow will be the new day that you know uh he gets back on track for us because clearly he's better than what we're seeing right now no question we're talking with brian cashman the yankee general manager the yankees washed out today after a three nothing win last night and an incredibly per, uh a tremendous performance, eight-inning performance by Severino, who hit 99 on the gun in the eighth inning last night uh, and actually fought through a couple of tough at-bats to get through that eighth inning uh, and preserve the shutout as he walked off the field. You could tell the Yankees uh, mobbed him in the dugout. He had a great performance. This is what you hoped for, that he wouldn't be a two-pitch reliever, that he'd be a guy who could add the extra pitches, show command, and and be this kind of starter. You had to be thrilled with what you saw last night. Yeah, no question. I mean, he, he's, he's always been that way. The aberration or the outlier was last season. For whatever reason, you know, Luis Severino's been our highest pitching prospect as he's come through the system. He's 23 years old, and, and as a 22-year-old sophomore jinx, whatever you want to call it, you know, he lost command of his fastball. Uh, the slider, I think, for the first half of the season was very inconsistent, and the changeup was non-existent. So, therefore, he was pretty naked, and you know, obviously that's why he spent a chunk of time down at AAA, and he's trying to refine it. And But, you know, the great thing, you know, about baseball is there's a rebirth every year to, to remake yourself, and, and I give him credit. He worked hard uh, with Larry Rothschild. He worked hard, and I separately, to whatever degree it helped, he, he worked with a little bit in the Dominican Republic, Pedro Martinez. And he came into camp, obviously knowing he had to earn a, a spot in this club and fight for it, and he did. He won the fourth spot, and now he's reinforcing it uh, with the type of performance we saw in 15 and before that uh, with you know someone that belongs in this league and someone that can you know take that ball every fifth day and be a high-end performer. So that's exactly what we were hoping for and what we need, as you know. And it's nice to see him and not just him, Montgomery. You know, these guys are two young you know guys, a lefty and a righty that. 
that are performing very well for us and, you know, gives our, you know, comfort levels we move forward into the coming seasons if they can stay healthy at least. You know, these are two pieces in that in that rotation. If they stay healthy, you know, we're not going to, in theory, have to worry about, and we worry about fixing other aspects of uh, and finding more people like them, rather than trying to form, you know, um, fill in all five spots. Let me ask you the, the two questions I get asked all the time, Cash. Number one, it's about the uh, uh, the handling of Glavatorez, who we know. They hear raves about everyone hears nothing but raves about. I don't think anyone questions that this is a player who is going to be a major leaguer and a very good one very soon. What is your opinion, and yours is the one that counts, on what you are looking from him for the rest of the season, and does he have any role forward this season with this club? Well, essentially, you know, he is he's a very young player, a very exciting, dynamic player that so far has earned a lot of accolades for how he's conducted himself performance-wise and as a person. Um, and so we're real excited by that. Uh, he, he earned the right to AAA. I'd say anybody from AA on up you know, could be in consideration for big league uh, duty if necessary. Um, but right now, we're still in the development mode on him to you know, test him at the highest level at the, at the minor league side and see how he responds. He's going to be moving around from third, short, and second, which could be areas that he needs to cover for us in the event that, you know, uh, preparing for the shifts. Is he of, proficient at all three? So far, you know, I think third is the one he's uh, probably the most efficient in. Uh, it looks like, you know, clearly shortstop he's played his entire career. Um, second base seems to come very easy and natural to him, and the third base is the area that I think that he probably still needs to brush up on. But we're going to we're gonna spend time at second and third and, and continue the time at short regardless. And, you know, obviously if we have any issues and needs, then, you know, when we make those phone calls down there, they'll, they'll let us know your best to stay with, you know, Ronald Torres uh, or, hey, we got, you know, the following guys sitting here down here, whether it's Wade, whether it's Gleiber, you know. you know. And Wade has done very well also. Yeah. So you have Wade doing well and, and both doing well. So you have this young player. So it's fair to say, ha- have the reports been consistent enough, Cash, that you would not have a problem bringing him to the major leagues at this level right now, or do you need to hear more? On Gleiber? Yeah. I'd say you know, I'd like to see what he does now at AAA. You know, um, we, we were obviously in a position to to consider Gliber if we wanted to right out of spring training when Didi got hurt, and we did you consider it? I didn't. You know, I, I know other people, you know, who had been watching us in in March, uh, understandably made the the determination that hey, he could do it, uh, but I wasn't willing to play around with a, a player of that age. That's never played above a ball. You know, uh, there's a period of protection on the prospect at the same time as uh, you're projecting the prospect, and and so I wanted him to go through the double A side at first and and earn his way into triple A. And now, you know, we'll, we'll have uh, some evaluation times while he's in triple A, and how long that's going to be. Is it for the rest of the season? Is it uh, you know obviously something shorter term than that because we have needs up top? You know, we'll see. But you know, I, I'm open minded to everything and anything as long as it's not at the expense of the the, the prospects development. If it's somehow deemed it's going to hurt him, I don't think anything like that's going to play in with this particular player. But, you know, we will, you know, we'll give it all the scrutiny necessary. And if he's the name that's, that's earned it and deserved it, then we'll call it if necessary. Uh, but, you know, right now he's taking his first steps at uh, the final stages, which is AAA. And, and we're proud of what he's done and we're excited to have him. If this year continues along the same path uh, and you are uh, serious contenders, how will you weigh 
contending this year and maybe needing a piece to contend versus protecting the prospects you've put together uh, going forward. So if you are thrust into a a lot deeper role this year than maybe you anticipated for the club, how will you approach that weighing, giving up a piece of the future to get something that may allow you to compete for the whole thing this year? I mean, I just I don't think we're going to change our approach at all. We, we're going to take every opportunity that's presented uh, or pursued uh, and, you know, run it through the, is this a good baseball decision? And uh, and that involves, obviously, the people above me uh, at the highest level, Hal Steinbrenner and his family, and and we'll make recommendations accordingly. But we'll just kind of react to what's available or react to how we pursue things. And if things line up, you know, recommendations will be made and and a lot of dialogue and scrutiny will be given, and then we'll make a decision and live with it one way or the other. So I just think we're going to consistently do, you know, whether it's waiver claims, whether it's trades, whether it's somebody gets released and signed or promotions from within, you know, we're just going to try to assess what's in our best interest in the short and long term. And, you know, that's kind of how we've been going about it for, you know, and I think that's how everybody tries to go about it. So, you know, um, we're not trying to push the envelope or any of that nature. We're excited about what's coming. We're excited about We're excited about what's going on right now. You know, a lot of things on this club is telling us, you know, that they're a real contending situation, and that's awesome. Uh, There's not necessarily something obvious I would do to fix anything right now uh, other than we need to fix Tanaka, and uh, more so than anything else. And if we can stay healthy, you know, we'll we'll let this thing play out longer. It's too early to react to anything. Uh, Nobody wants to do business until after the June draft, typically. Um, So once we get into late June and and then obviously early July, I think uh, a little bit more scrutiny of determining what's what should be done, how we go about it, you know, you know, we'll have enough of the scouting profiles in from all of our pros doing that uh, by that time, and, and we'll try to plot a strategy and, and then share it with ownership. Well, you you obviously could use a lefty presence of some sort at first base. Can, do you believe Bird will be back in time to give you that this year? Yes. Yeah, there's, you know, unless something else happens, there's there's nothing that would have me be concerned about first base. I think we'll get more from Carter than what we've gotten, and I think that Bird will be back and be fine. And obviously Tyler Austin's uh, you know, going through his uh, minor league rehab assignment right now while he's on the major league DL. So I think we got that covered. We just haven't had the production that we would have expected in the in the short term as the season has started so far from that position. Is Sanchez completely healed from his issues? We believe so. I mean, there's no indication there's any problems. It's just uh, you know early rust and all that stuff. Uh, but in terms of you know the uh, the incident that occurred in Baltimore, it, we feel is fully resolved. Uh, Judge, well, obviously he's played past anybody's expectations. Here's a guy when we chatted in spring, you were debating whether he'd be the everyday right fielder or in the minors based on he and Hicks both competing very uh, well and both have played very well for the job. And uh, Hicks is a guy that you should get credit for too because you stuck by him even last year when he didn't hit, and so he's given you a lot this year, especially power-wise. Um how uh, surprised are you, or what word would you use to describe what you've seen from Judge so far? Obviously, very pleased. Uh, it's come quicker. We always felt we had, you know, a, you know, we always thought he was a high risk, high reward pick, you know, and and so uh, there were some areas of the game, you know, uh, that he needed to improve upon, and, and and he's done all of it, and it's just come faster than than you know, I guess we would have projected, and we hope that 
that's now sustainable. We believe it can be. It looks Are you like surprised by how complete a player he is? I, I mean, I didn't think that was in the offing uh, when he was first talked about. He is a much more complete player than I ever thought he would be. Well, he don't, no, we've always thought we had an above-average defensive player in, in, with an above-average arm, cover a lot of ground. I mean, uh, he played center field in college a lot, and, and so he's very athletic despite the size. And, you know, the power has always been there. The walk and plate discipline has always been there. It's just that, you know, the strikeouts come with it. And if he could limit the strikeouts, that would make him even that much more of a, you know, a beast. And um, and he has worked extremely hard the last two years, especially not that he didn't work prior to that, but, you know, refining that and, and all in and the makeup's off the charts. So, yeah, listen, a lot of times when you got this type of talent um, that's there, when it all starts to click in, it's just an avalanche of, of you know, success that comes with it. And we're kind of witnessing the maturation process right at the most important time, which is for us, it's 2017. And, you know, he earned the right, you know, by a hair, uh, beating out Hicks in spring training because uh, Hicks was tremendous. And obviously the other two spots are taken with Guardian Ellsbury. And, but since that time and the season started, it's been game on and he's just, uh, you know, he's playing at a superstar level right now, you know, and uh, obviously we're excited by that, you know, because that comes on the heels of what Gary Sanchez did last year in the second half for us and on the heels of two years ago when Bird hatched out of the egg and filled in for Teixeira and did what he did. So those are three prolific bats that could, you know, hopefully play in the middle of our lineup for years to come that are under control and cheap and homegrown and developed and something that I think that a lot of people that whether they scouted them, developed them, should be proud of. And I think uh, the, ultimately our fans you know, are excited and proud of, of what these guys do as they suit up every day for us. So, um, And how about Hicks, who you went and got? And let's be honest, he has given you a lot of pop uh, this year. You know, we, we knew he's a good fielder. He looks good in the uniform. He's athletic. He's got a great arm. We knew all that stuff, but we hadn't seen him hit. And now we've seen him this year. Great plate discipline, getting a lot of walks, high on base percentage, and a tremendous amount of power for the time at bats. He's an exciting athlete that, you know, sometimes it takes a little longer. And uh, I remember when Joe Girardi and I and Rob Thompson, you know, informed him towards the last days of spring training that Judge won the position and he's going to be the backup to get out of the gate. But, you know, kind of bide your time. You know, he he wasn't dejected. Uh, I would use the word he objected to the fact that he was just tired of waiting and he feels it's his time now and you know we you know so you could tell there was a fire in his belly that he'll continue to prove that he belongs as an everyday player at this level so he didn't walk out with his head down he just walked out and he wasn't you know being difficult towards us it was just a very hungry he was being competitive he was being competitive yeah, yeah yeah he was very you could just tell that all right you know what uh, you'll see, and every opportunity he's had, he's made the most of it. No he's question, played his way into deserving even more time, and he's going to get time now even more because of Ellsbury being down. So, yeah, what is that now? Is he going to be more than a week, or do you think? Can you tell already? I can't tell yet. It's hard, you know, when these concussions. But uh, did he also sprain are... his neck, or is it just a concussion? No, he's got a sprained neck as well, so it's it's hard to predict. You know, obviously the biggest worrisome situation would be the concussion protocol side of it, and seeing you know how he responds over time. So hopefully, you know. Uh, he'll be better sooner than later. He's down for a minimum seven days, and we'll see how much longer it has to take past that. It's you know obviously we'll you know, it's in the doctor's hands, and, and we'll respond to how uh, 
he he responds to the protocols. And now Hicks gets a chance to play every day, so good for him. I mean, he's he's earned that the way he's hit this year, that's for sure. The one yep. last one is, in this lineup of guys hitting like crazy, which we know you have top to bottom, Headley has really cooled off after that start. He's uh, he's really gone into a, 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 a May slump versus last year's April slump. Concerned with him, considering how much it stands out when other guys are all hitting around him. Yeah, he's you know he was one of the big reasons why we were so successful in April, and uh, you know so he came out in April with an 896 OPS, and obviously here in 19 games of May he's got a 412 OPS, so obviously quite the opposite. Um, he's a fighter. Uh, he, he obviously has been there before when he struggled. Uh, we saw how he fought through it last year when he opened the season with a horrific April. Uh, in the first week or so of May, and then and then got through it. So I, I don't question his ability to fight through the adversity of it. Uh, obviously, uh, but you know we're there. They're working with him, and you know he's working through it. So we're looking for you know him to return to what he was showing in April because obviously we know it's in there. So. And he's a guy that you uh, – there are players you like. You like him as a player, right? You like him as an influence in your clubhouse. You like everything about him, right? Yeah, he, you know, he, he really is a, a grinder. He cares about that win column. You know, uh, you know so, yeah, makeup-wise, you know, he's, he's a tough cookie that uh, is one of those guys in that clubhouse that I think a lot of people, you know, lean on and rely on. And right now, hey, there's a merry-go-round always of, you know, people riding the success train and then, other, and then all of a sudden they wind up on the, uh, the downward spiral for a period of time. And that's what, you know, when you have good clubhouse situations, everybody's there to pick somebody else up while they're going through their, you know, slumps. And so right now it's it's his time to go through the slump, but he'll fight through it and he'll get through it. So, Well, listen, congratulations on your start. It's been a heck of a start for the season. Uh, we'll talk along the way. Thanks. Thanks so much. All right. Brian Cashman, who obviously has had a great start to the season and has replenished the Yankee uh, farm system, uh, as you know, he has done it. You know, they will be, they will be, and fans keep saying to me about Headley, who they loved, who they get crazy that he benched the game in April. Now they want him out of the lineup. One thing, the Yankees, Girardi, and Cashman will be very, very protective of Headley. They love him. They think he, they love him on the team. They love him as a person. They are going to be, as you just heard, they're going to be very protective of him. They will let him slump for a while. They will, they will let him do it. So, and on a team of a guy, a lot of guys hitting, he's the one guy that right now isn't, but uh, he did hit very well early in the season, which saved him, because right now he's down in the 230s after being 400 in the month of April, back after this.